Fire is a beast. The Prophet ﷺ explained that it will come on the Day of Judgment with 70,000 ropes on it. Brothers and sisters, today's episode we have the Rolls Royce Wraith. This is supposed to be Rolls Royce's version of a you can't really call it a sports car, but it's a sport, it's the sportiest luxury car that Rolls Royce make. After all, Rolls Royce is very famous for their luxury, and by all means, this car is extremely luxurious, but it's actually quite sporty as well. It's got about 660 brake horsepower. And trust me, it can go, but just you need to make sure you can make it stop as well because this thing weighs a ton, or to be more accurate, two tons. But there's one more thing about it that I really like that wasn't there on the Dawn, which I don't know if you've seen yet or not. If you look up there, you'll see the stars. But now, let me show you some other stars, come. I mean, to be honest, we just clocked, you know, I was just advised by my consultant that um, there are, well, there are stars, but you can't actually see them because of the light pollution. Well, there's one there I can see, but let me show you some other stars. Dun. Can you see the stars? So these are a signature rolls. You know what? One second, let me just get into the car. Oh, you didn't catch that. These are actually a signature Rolls Royce feature. I think they cost in the region of about £20,000 just to have these stars. And you can actually set them up to be any constellation that you like for people who are into stars and them things there. Anyway, the interior of the car is actually very similar to the Dawn, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, the only difference really and truly for me personally, I'm going to assume I'm not into Rolls Royces. I don't even know the different types of models until I got here. Imran knows more about Rolls Royces than I do. Um, no, I don't. You, do the, you, you know more than me. No. You knew the names of different... I didn't even know no, Wraith, I, Phantom. You said that that's the Phantom. I said, bro, I don't know what that is. What, what, what do you mean? I can't tell the difference between them. I just heard their names. You were, you were pointing... No, bro, you, were, you were naming them at. Bro, last night, our boss went through it all with me. That's why. He told me there was four. Brothers and sisters, let's get into the episode. What is the status of parents in Islam? But he was fully slapping his mum up. Like, slap in the, in the face. Slap, slap, slap. Like... What, what benefit is your food and your money and your clothes and your cars and your children? What benefit are these things to you if you don't have? If you don't have life. Any person who disrespects their mom or dad and isn't able to give them the rights that are due to them, this person's tawheed is weak. 
You know every single one of you screamed and shout like an idiot when you're a baby. Mm. Right? <laughs> every time. Screaming because you want food. So now you say, oh, mom, dad, tell telling me for no reason. Alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah Amma ba'd, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Brothers and sisters, hope you guys are well Today, we are in the Rosie Rosie Roycey Rosie Roycey Wraithy The Rose Royce Wraith Bit of a tongue twister Bit of a long name, but you know, it is what it is It is what it is It's actually quarter past 8pm here in Dubai This is our last car for the day and I need to get back for 9.30pm and we are actually stuck in some mad truck. I mean, you probably can't tell right now because we're actually moving, but we're just doing the most. We're doing U-turns. We're doing, you know, it's just crazy right now. But now we're joining the traffic again because we need to return this car. And we're running out of time. Anyway, so basically, there was a video that went quite viral not too long ago um, of a son, and he was basically, uh, I think it was in Pakistan. He was basically beating. He just went normally around the roundabout. He was beating, uh, it's probably from the UK. He was beating, oh no, he's just talking short about two of them. He was beating his um, his mum. So his mum was trying to stop uh, him or whatever. And, you know, they got a lot of uh, stick for it. Uh, and they came out with some stories. Apparently, the mum did this or that or whatever. I don't Who know. Who came out with the story? Uh, him, the husband, and his, his wife. They were uh, beating the mum The guy was beating the mum And I think the the wife was uh, Like egging him on Or something I don't know uh, But he was fully slapping his mum up Like slap In the face Slap 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 Like I can't remember It might, it might have been punchy But I remember it was Peak Like Thank you bro Thank you bro And uh, Yeah so I thought You know what it's This issue of parents Plus it, Obviously that's like, That's an extreme example Um Obviously, people you know talk back to their parents, shout at them, you know, don't obey them, don't listen to them, don't show them love, you know. Basically, they don't fulfil their rights, and that's something that we all fall short on to some extent, some more than others. Um, but either way, it's a very important topic and one that definitely deserves to be spoken about. So, what I wanted to ask you, Imran, first and foremost, is what is the status of parents in Islam? Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah amma ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu I'm going to try and make people understand inshallah ta'ala in this episode the, the reason why the parents have such a high status I feel like up until now people just take it as They're my mom and dad They raised me, they took care of me, cleaned my nappies so that's why I'm obligated to be dutiful to them That's why Islam obligates me to be dutiful to them um, And it's really just the fact that I happen to live in their house and be raised in their house mm. Which is a big part of it But that's not the whole thing That's not the whole thing You know what I'm saying? Like what mm. I'm about to explain to you now If you understand it You will then from this point onwards inshallah ta'ala Understand why your parents have such a great station in Islam and if you violate the rights of your parents how you are not just violating your parents but you're violating the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay and you're not just violating violating Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's right on a small scale you're violating Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's right on a massive scale okay so who gave you life 
Allah, Allah, good. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who gave us life, right? Yeah. Did my mom give me life? No. Did my dad give me life? No. No, Allah gave me life. Uh-huh. Okay, good. So now Allah gave me life, it is incumbent upon me to now do what to Allah as a result of the life He gives me? Be grateful. Be grateful, right? Uh-huh. To be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is incumbent upon me. Uh-huh. Kufar uh-huh. means what? Why are the kufar called kufar? Because they disbelieve. But, but what is what kufar means? As-satru wa It means to, to, to cover something. The farmer is called a kafir because the farmer takes a seed, he puts it in the ground, he covers it. So the kafir is called a kafir, i.e. the disbeliever is called a kafir because he takes the blessing of Allah and he covers it. Allah gave him this blessing, yet he is grateful to an idol. Allah gave him this blessing, yet he is grateful to a prophet. Allah gave his blessing, he's grateful to an angel. Allah gave his blessing, he's grateful to a rock or a tree. He worships another God besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, irrespective of the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now, we have to understand that every blessing that you're given, you must now do shukr. Does that make sense? Mm. You must now do shukr. Now the blessings are divided into two categories. There are blessings that are usul, there are blessings which are furul. In other words, there are blessings which are foundational, and then there are blessings which are sub-branches. There are blessings which are primary, <coughs> and there are blessings which are secondary. Mm. So, what are some examples? We're going to come to the parents' issue, but I really want this matter to settle in your heads and you get it. it's going to make a lot of sense to you, inshallah. The primary blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us is what? Islam. Islam. Islam is a primary blessing, okay? Another primary blessing Allah gave us is time. Islam. When your time runs out, what happens? You die. You die, that's it. Is food a blessing? Uh, yeah. But is it primary? Uh, no. Food is a secondary blessing. Yeah. Clothing is a secondary blessing. Yeah. Time is a primary blessing because when time runs out, you can't eat no more. What, what, what benefit is your food and your money and your clothes and your cars and your children? What benefit are these things to you if you don't have, if you don't have life? Oh. So, the point that I'm making is that life is a foundational blessing uh-huh. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to you. Yeah. So, being ungrateful to Allah yeah. for life is not like being ungrateful to Him for a meal. Yeah. It's not like being ungrateful to him for a clo- item of clothing in your wardrobe Even though you should be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all those things yeah. This is serious ingratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah. This is what? Serious ingratitude Serious ingratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Now Now the question that we need to ask ourselves Is that if my life and your life and everyone watching us Their lives are so important and such a foundational blessing how would we be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this great blessing? For this great blessing? My tongue got twisted in my mouth. I caught my tongue in my teeth. Oh, no. So oh, then the question that we need to ask ourselves is that how should we be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this amazing blessing that he's given to us, this foundational primary blessing? Go on. The scholars mentioned there's four things that you need to do in order to be grateful to Allah, in order to show your gratitude to Allah for any blessing. If you don't do these four things, you are not grateful to Allah. Okay. The first thing is al-i'tiraf bin-ni'mah. You have to acknowledge the blessing. Okay. Firstly, acknowledge your life is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Makes sense. The second thing is al-i'tiraf bil-mun'im. 
you have to acknowledge the one who gave the blessing to you. Allah. Allah. Yeah. If you say this blessing came to me from my parents, as in my parents are the ones who gave me life. You know, I speak to some atheists. What do they say? Where'd you come from? My parents. Oh, my parents. You come from your parents, but your parents didn't bless you with life. Mm, Allah okay? Bless you, Allah bless you with life. The third thing is what? Al-i'tirafu biwasiliha ilayk. You have to acknowledge the one that Allah made a means in order for you to receive the blessing. We've all heard that famous hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. La yashkurullah man la yashkurun nas He has not been grateful to Allah, the Prophet said. The one who was not grateful to the people. Why is it that you have to be grateful to people? Because Allah gave you the blessing. Yeah. But He made someone or something a means to deliver the blessing to you. When I'm grateful to the one who's a means, the vehicle that was driven to bring the blessing to me, yeah. I'm not saying He blessed me. But yeah. I'm grateful because I'm acknowledging that He was the vehicle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used for my blessing to reach me. Mm. You understand? Yeah. The fourth thing is what? To then use that blessing in good. To use that blessing in good. To use that blessing in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Now the last two is where the issue of the parents come into play. Okay, excellent. The right of the parents is so great because they were the means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used to deliver one of the greatest, most primary blessings to us in the, in the first place. Do you understand? Yeah. You cannot be grateful to Allah for your life if you are not dutiful to your parents. The way that you'll be grateful to Allah for the life that you gave, that, that He gave subhanahu wa ta'ala, is by you honoring and respecting and being dutiful to the two that Allah used to be the vehicle to give you your blessing. Mm -hmm. Do you see? Yeah. And that's why you find that when it came to the issue of the parents, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connected his right to the right of the parents. How many times in the Quran Allah says, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you that you, has decreed upon you that you must worship him alone. Why, what's the worship alone? That's the reason why he gave you life. The reason why Allah gave you life is why? وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah said, I did not create the jinn or the humans any reason except that they should worship me. So Allah gave you life and me life so that we can worship him. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّهِ So we have to worship him now, right? But then straight after that, because he gave us life to worship him, life is a blessing, right? Yes. Who did he mention? وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا And be good to your mum and dad. Mm. Wow, look at that. Do you see how it makes sense now? Do you see why? Why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connect the parents' right to his right? His right is that you worship him alone, but in order for you to facilitate that right, he had to give you life, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he gave you life for your parents. So then they are the third stage of the blessing chain, mm. of, the, of, of, of the shukr chain. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? So then that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connected the, the parents' right to his right. Another ayah Allah said, وَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُ بِهِ شَيْئًا إِحْسَانًا Worship Allah alone, don't do shirk, and then be good to your parents. Another ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلِوَالِدَيْكَ 
Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, be thankful to me and to your parents. Another ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ تَعَالَوْ أَتْلُوا مَا حَرَّمَ رَبُّكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ أَلَّا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئَةً وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Your Lord said, come, let me tell you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, say, 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 ta'alu, come. Let me tell you what Allah has made haram upon you. What? That you worship someone else besides Allah. You're not allowed to do shirk. You must worship him alone. And then you can't do anything less of ihsan to your parents. You have to be good to your parents. Again, you see this is a constant theme in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's connecting his right to the right of the parents. Why? Because his right is to be worshipped alone. You cannot worship him alone unless you have life. So life is a blessing that you have to acknowledge from Allah. Acknowledge the blessing. Acknowledge the one who gave it to you. Acknowledge the means through which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delivered you that blessing. That's why your parents are so high. And if you do not respect your parents, they could be kuffar, mushrikeen, murtadeen. They could be fusaq, fujjar, zalimeen. They could be all of those things. They could be evil. Walakin, you have to be dutiful to your parents because you wouldn't exist if it wasn't me, for, if it wasn't for them. And this right came to you because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the first place. Do you see? Yeah, yeah. Now the fourth uh, step of the shukr chain was what? Then to use that blessing in the obedience of Allah. Mm -hmm. So Allah gave you parents to use them in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be grateful to them. Do things that will show you that... Do things in the obedience of Allah that will show and demonstrate that you're thankful for this blessing. You will say, what do you mean do? Isn't, bless, isn't, isn't, isn't shukr to say... Isn't uh, gra gratitude to say... Saying thank you. To say thank you? No! Allah said in the Quran, I'malu ala Dawood shukra. Allah said, Oh family of Dawood, do shukr. So shukr is what you do. Do you understand? Mm. So remember, the first thing of the blessing was to acknowledge the blessing, acknowledge the one who gave you the blessing. The third thing was what? To acknowledge the one who Allah made as a means to means. give the blessing to you. The fourth thing is now you do. Do what? Shukr. Do shukr. How do you do shukr? You come with the obedience of Allah. In regards to your parents yep, yep. If, if it's your eyes You come with the obedience of Allah With regards to your eyes You don't look at porn yep. If it's your ears You look at the, the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa With regards to your ears You don't listen to sins If it's your parents Then you obey your parents Do you understand? Mm. And this is why The issue of parents is so big You have not been grateful to Allah For the life he gave you If you did not come with goodness To your parents Okay, okay, Barakalafik. So, I mean, knowing that, why is it that some people still are disrespectful to their parents, still don't give their parents their rights? Have you ever noticed, to answer that question, I want the people to think for a second, yeah? Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that there's a saying that we have amongst the kuffar and how they talk to their parents? Which is? Like, you know, it's not a saying, sorry, but you know, there's there's like an acknowledgement that we have with regards to the kuffar and how they are to their parents. You know, we know that the kuffar are very disobedient to their parents, very disrespectful to their parents. We know this, right? Generally speaking, I would say yeah. I mean, you see, kafir kids talking back to their moms, disrespect to their moms, like them by first name and that. by first name, they put their parents in in old people homes. Careful. You know, like we see in Kufar. Sadly, even Muslims like to, you know, we'll come to the Muslims because yeah, that's the answer to the question. But but we we see that this asal is where with the who? Kufar. Good. What is it the Kufar are lacking? What's the big thing that the Kufar are lacking? What's the main thing the Kufar don't have? Islam. But what from Islam don't they have? The main thing within Islam. Tawheed. Tawheed. La ilaha illallah. Mm -hmm. La ilaha illallah. As long as your Tawheed is weak, your dutifulness to your parents is weak. 
Where on earth did you make that connection, my brother? Yeah, where on earth did you make that connection? Akhi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned his right of la ilaha illallah and tawheed and worshipping him alone first, then he mentioned the rights of the parents. If you didn't come with the right of the mun'im, the one who gave you the parents in the first place, how would you ever be grateful to the blessing? How would you ever be grateful to the parents? Allah is what? The asal here. Yeah. Your parents are what? The father. Yeah, the sub-branch. You owe your you're being grateful to your parents because of? Because of Allah. So if your tawheed is with any I say this right now, any person, any person who disrespects their mom or dad and isn't able to give them the rights that are due to them, this person's tawheed is weak. It's not that every person who's good to their parents, his tawheed is strong. You know why? Because some people just scare their mom and dad. Some people are emotional black men, that's why they're good to their mom and dad. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You could be a mushrik and be good to your parents. So being good to your parents is not indicative purely of good to eat. It can be, but not all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. But being bad to your parents is indicative of bad to eat. You know why? Yeah. Because actually there's no way a person can hold the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the esteem that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us to hold it to which is the tawheed the asr of this religion and then to notice whenever Allah mentions um, Allah whenever but when Allah mentions the huquq the rights whenever he starts with his right he starts with the right of the parents right after he connected it to him subhanahu wa ta'ala so you, it's, it's like a it's, a it's a package you come with the right of Allah then the next thing you read is the right of the parents how did you miss that my bro? You got a problem with your relationship with Allah. So now, now you need to ask yourself something. When you're disrespecting your parents, it's not just your parents that you have to worry about that you violated. Bro, there's something problematic with regards to you and your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the first place. Mm. You, you're, you being disrespectful to your parents is indicative of a greater calamity hanging over your shoulder, which is that you your, 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 your understanding of la ilaha illallah and your manifestation of la ilaha illallah your manifestation of tawheed the first pillar of Islam is deficient mm. do you understand? Yeah. and for that reason I'll end by saying this any person any person who violates the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by doing shirk is he going to go to paradise? Yeah. or is he going to go hell hell fire right? Yeah. but now we've understood that even though you're not, violate, you're not, you're not necessarily maybe doing shirk when you violate the rights of your parents But you're violating the right of Allah Because the whole reason why you're good to your parents Is really because Allah blessed you with life yeah. And part of blessing Part of being grateful for the blessing Is to acknowledge the one who Who gave it to you for, Who Allah uses as a means to facilitate it for you, right? Yeah. So really violating your parents is, is, is what? Allah mm. It's violating Allah mm. so, so let me tell you something right now If your mom and dad died And they were ungrateful And, and, and they were displeased with you yeah. They were displeased with you when they died and of course, I'm talking about there, there had to be a reason to be displeased, you know? Sometimes yeah. parents are displeased because they're old, they don't understand. Yeah. Sometimes they're displeased because they want you to do haram, yeah. but you're doing good. No, 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 of course, this doesn't count. Yeah. We're talking about there's nothing haram that they're telling you to do. And yeah. you could have done what you needed to do to, to please them, but you chose to not do it out of displeasure, or, uh, sorry, out of, out of disobedience or selfishness or putting yourself first. That's what I'm talking about. Of course, if your parents tell you to do haram, you never obey them in that because the Prophet said, there is no obedience to the creation when it comes to disobey, disobeying the creator. Allah is always first. Because the whole reason why you're being good to your parents is because of Allah in the first place. So does it make sense that you say, oh, my mom and dad are displeased with me because I'm trying to grow my beard, I'm trying to wear my jilbab. Because the whole reason, as you've seen in this episode, that we're even appreciating the parents in the first place is because of what? 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So good. Now the point I'm coming to is that if your mom and dad have a justified reason for being displeased with you at the time they died. Yeah. They, they died and they had a justified reason to say, I'm displeased with my daughter and I'm displeased with my son. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, and then you lived and you did not make Toba. As you didn't change. You didn't completely change your life. Bro, getting to paradise is going to be very hell. Oh, sorry, very, very hard. Hellfire is looking like a reality for you. Do you understand? Yeah. So if your parents are alive, go to them. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa made a dua. Afwan, Jibreel made a dua for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, him to punish the one who did not earn paradise because it, whilst his parents reach old age. Meaning when your parents reach old age, it's one of the quickest ways to earn paradise. To serve them, take care of them, they're old. Remember they used to take care of you when you were young, right? Mm. Now they need a nappy. You need a nappy, now they need a nappy. Before you need to be fed Now they need to be fed You need to be clothed They need to be clothed You need to be sheltered They need to be sheltered now Now it's your turn yeah. And they smiled every time they, they cleaned your crap They smiled every time They cleaned your crap Does that make sense? Yeah. But what? You have to just what? Take them to the doctor Check up on them Or they have to take your medication Just be around for your parents yeah. when, You know when they shout at you You used to scream and shout Every time you wanted milk Your mum and dad Want to shout and scream at you You want to get upset now mm. You every single one of you Screamed and shout Like an idiot When you are a baby mm. Right? Every time Screaming because you want food So now you say Oh mom and dad Telling me off for no reason yeah. But what do you think You did for two years bro, When you were a little you yeah. And now you want to have the, the, the chick to talk back at them But they can become old now Respect your parents And be patient Do you understand yeah. Be patient with regards To their affairs Because you were in paradise to it yeah. Jibreel said Anyone who doesn't He asked for Allah To punish that person The Prophet Allah said Amin He said Amin so that's, that's serious that The oh, best of angels making it And the best of prophets is saying, saying I mean. That I was locked between the, the messenger of the angels And the messenger of, uh, of, of the humans uh, The greatest angel And the greatest prophet And the last mentioned by Imam Bukhari Ibn Abbas Who was the, the cousin of the prophet Ali He was with his students And um, a man came up to him And said there was a woman That I wanted to marry But she refused me marriage She refused me marriage And she married another guy so I, out of pain and jealousy and heartbreak I killed the guy and I killed the girl He murdered a believing man and a believing woman Murders of a believing man and a believing woman Is such a great thing That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Didn't even describe shirk In the way he described killing a person as in the punishment Of course shirk is worse And the punishment is worse But the way Allah described The punishment for killing a, 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 a believer Allah said the person's going to go hell For eternity Allah's curses on him Allah's angry with him And then Allah's prepared A painful uh, a punishment on top of that Does that make sense? Yeah So five things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned So this man came to Ibn Abbas He said I murdered not one believer but Two Two What can I do? Can I make tawbah? How will Allah forgive me? The Ibn Abbas said to the man, he said, is your mom alive? He said, no, my mom is dead. He said, okay, go and make istighfar. Go and seek forgiveness from Allah. So the man said, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to ask Allah to forgive me. Now, when the man left, Ibn Abbas's students said, why did you ask him if his mom was alive? He said, the reason I asked him when why his mom was alive is because I don't know any way faster for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you, 
him for his sin. I don't know any more efficient, effective way for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive him for that sin of murder than being dutiful to his parents, his mom, in old age. For murder, man, wow. Murder, murder of not just murder, murder of a believer, not just one believer, two believers. Do you understand? And who was Ibn Abbas? He was the one the Prophet said, Allahumma faqihu fi deen. Oh Allah gave him a deep, deep, deep understanding of the religion of Islam. That's Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu ta'ala anhumah. Do you understand? So imagine that. Imagine that, man. Imagine that. So. Now pay attention, if that's the amazing reward that you can get and the forgiveness that you can have for what? Being good to your parents such that it's heavy enough to wipe away or expiate the murder of two believers then in opposite, how big is the evil of being disrespectful to your parents? Do you understand? Like we all fall short on man, including the rights of our parents. Myself included, man. You know the thing about the parents' rights is that ihsan. You're not allowed to do anything less than ihsan to them. You're never. You're not allowed to be less than anything less than the best to them. To be the best, your parents. So you're you're a human being, isn't it? So you're gonna fall short. But that's your bar. So whatever you're doing, you're constantly falling short. How do you repay someone? For being the vehicle of life You can never pay your mum back You can never pay your dad back There's only one way to pay your dad back You know what it is? If, if your dad was a slave and you freed him Because you gave him life If your dad was a slave and you freed him yeah. That's it, you paid your dad back now mm. You can't even do that in this day and age yeah. Slave is gone yeah. Mum, you can never pay it back. Never pay it back. The story of the man who took his mum for Hajj on his back. And he asked, you know, have I repaid her? Was it Ibn Mas'ud or not? Ibn, Ibn, Ibn Umar. Ibn Umar. He said, not even for one contraction. Wow. And you know what's shocking is because Hajj, the Prophet said, anyone who does Hajj, yeah. that's Jannah. Mm. Anyone who does a Hajj, a proper Hajj, the reward for that. It's paradise Isn't straight You do Hajj paradise So he allowed his mum To do the act of worship Which is Inshallah life is accepted Straight to paradise yeah. Yet Ibn Umar said You didn't even pay Her back for That's not one contraction The sound she made During one contraction What was it? Yeah well Zafra I think the word Zafra I'll double check the narration But it means The sound Or the breath That she made During one contraction Allah Okay, so, we'll end it there inshallah. Barakallah for you guys for watching. Bit of a mad episode in terms of what actually happened. Also, running a bit late. Uh, it's the last call of the day, as always. I'm shattered. And uh, <laughs> I don't realize this is going to be this one. Hard work. Okay, inshallah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Oh, last things. What you prefer? This or the dawn? For this person It's more of a driver's car It's got uh, more power It's From inside It's definitely nice From outside It definitely looks good But the Dawn had the convertible element Which is beautiful I like that analysis You, you did right there I'm thinking like a car guy now Isn't it <laughs> Nah You would have said This one's got more power Huh 
If you were a car guy, you would have said it's got more brake horsepower. You know what I'm saying? Power. I don't care about it. I literally, I'm just looking at it from the, the same, aesthetics. Like passenger, yeah. Car guys, generally speaking, are drivers, not passengers. Yeah, true, true. Allow me to drive. Oh. Guys, if there's any driving instructors out there and you want to give him around some free lessons. <laughs> I can drive for a license. You can drive or do you have a license? Allow me. Do you have a license? You know, someone de- uh, emailed in on the CS session. They were like, we'd like to fund Baba Imran's driving. Uh, lessons and you see it. I saw that. Yeah. And my man, I'm thinking, no, listen, barakallah for the gesture. So, but it's money is not the issue here. It's time. Fine. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. With my phone. And the fury test. Blood. Shh. All right, guys. See you in the next episode. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. It's so funny. The doors open. Yeah. From front and back, up, and the guy's trying. He's with the handle. His elbow trying to open it, but he has to open it that way and not that way. Yeah. Anyway, with that said, Assalamualaikum guys, take care, inshallah, and see you guys on the next episode. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Guys, recording at night is a matter of fact, recording at any time of the day is a matter of when you hardly slept, hardly ate. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have to clarify, I have to clarify. Go on. You know why? Because people are going to go out there and think that man's a car guy. There's nothing wrong with being a okay, car guy. Okay, calm. So you're saying that Abbas told you last night about different models? No, no, let me explain. It's a fact either. One time the Prophet was walking with his wife, Safiya bint Huyayya radiallahu ta'ala anha, and his companions, they saw him walking with his wife. So he said, this is my wife, Safiya bint Huyay. The companions said, we never doubted you a messenger of Allah. We know you're not walking with a strange woman. But the Prophet said he had to clarify why. Because he said, Shaitan flows through the people that the blood flows through the veins. So Umar ibn Khattab said, based on his people who are involved in da'wah, have to, and people who are mainly people of knowledge, I'm not person of knowledge, but people of knowledge, scholars, they have to be more careful to not place themselves in a place of suspicion. Whereas you guys shouldn't have negative assumptions, I have to be a person that doesn't put myself in a place where you might negatively assume. Right. So I just, I, I just, me, I don't so mind. You, so you're saying that Abbas told you last night about the different models? Uh, I mean, I knew about the Phantom and I knew about the Wraith. But the other stuff uh, and Abbas I, told you about. Let me say, just, just the fact that you knew that is more than me already. But you knew about this lighting. I knew about the lights, yeah. I knew Roger's lights. Well, I just knew the names. That's it. That's it. My point is that it couldn't have been last night because this was three days ago you pointed them out. Oh, now a man got exposed. What are you talking about? I just know. I just know. It was the first day. I said, I know the Sarah phantoms because I've heard these names, G. Uh, you were pointing out. No, one second. Let me you were pointing you. out let me models. Let me you. I was having this conversation with Abbas. You telling the differences. I was saying, I was saying, Ra, obviously I know Royal Roger's a car. I was going to get it on the show. So I was like, okay, I heard there's a car called a phantom. And I, to be honest, I... I've seen a phantom, I know what a phantom is, the one with the suicide doors, the ones that open them way. So I was like, boom, get the phantom, because I know it exists. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, and, and then I was chatting to Abbas, so I was like, bruv. Are you sure it's not your car, yeah? No, it's not, it's not. It's not you yeah. sure? It's not. And then I clocked, why? Because even I said to Abbas, because it's true. So I do know some of the names, like the dawn I didn't know, but I knew about the, the Wraith oh, and the phantom. So and I need to return the car now, innit? I know, hear the point. But then I clocked, do you know why? why? It's because, bruv, this car, it has real names. The other cars are digits. That's why if you put out a G. Five, four, six. I'm not gonna clock it because but I'm not good at maths. Do you understand? Yeah. Like you can't, when you hear Phantom once, you're gonna remember there's a car called a Phantom. Mm. I'm just clarifying people. I'm just clarifying. I'm just clarifying. There's nothing wrong with it into cars. Me personally, I'm not into cars. But the Rolls Royce is your favorite. Out of them, I can't lie. I'm, 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 you know, my guy. I like that. The Imam Malik style. If, 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 if there was a car that Imam Malik would ride, it would, be, it would probably be a Rolls Royce. I like. Allah, 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 Allah. Why do you want to do this topic? of preserving your tongue. The people have their faces dragged in the fire. What makes the people, like the most thing that happens in the fire, except that is because of their tongues. Let's get louder. People are so 
say it or taking a moment to think about the situation people just react like on emotion like why do you think that is the more you study the more you're aware of these things the more you can you know withhold from yourself but also you know what's in your heart as well at the same time it's so true the company you keep the environment you're in make a massive difference